This is an average fan podcast hosted by Benihana. Hey everybody, welcome back to an average fan podcast. New season, we at y'all with a little bit of college and pro football. Yes, we just had that Hall of Fame game. Oh, man, fall is here. It's coming. It's coming, y'all. Hey, I'd like to welcome my new listeners out there. This is your boy Benjamin Jones, a.k.a. Benny Hanna, Average Fan Podcast. Yes, yes, yes. We are making the move from SoundCloud, y'all. Um, Still have some stuff up on SoundCloud, but we will be doing Spotify now. So, y'all... um. I'm going to reference a link in the in the bio. Y'all check that out, man. Y'all go ahead and listen to that. We keep you up to the date. You know, we have great takes on certain certain topics that other people won't won't really touch or get into. But you'll kind of pick that vibe up once you you get a, a couple of episodes in. So let me just start y'all off. I love sports. Sports is man. Sports is what kind of keeps me normal. And everything that's going on today, right? There's so much going on, but man, something about sports, something about, oh man, as we come into this football season, something about the weekend, just sitting in the house, just kicking back, just watching some good old American football. It just does wonders for me. I mean, I love the pro game, but college is definitely my thing. Definitely a college fan, big college fan. Big, huge, huge, okay? So, we're going to start today's episode right, right, okay? We know that we got fall camps going on, major colleges all around. Um, Some in pads, some getting into pads. Uh, We probably about three weeks out from the season, y'all. Big first week games, but in this episode, we're kind of talk about college rankings, right? We'll give you the top 25, some dark horses, right? Somebody who can come out, really surprise us in this college game. And then, of course, our favorites, who we think that should dominate the four major conferences. And then you got one independent out there there in Notre Dame. So let's take a deep dive into it, y'all. Okay, so number 25 coming in, we got Houston, University of Houston. Pretty good team. Um, You know, they had a solid season last year. Not too bad. Followed by number 24 is Ole Miss. Wow. Uh, Ole Miss down there, uh, ranked number 24, Lane Kiffin. I really want to see what Lane does this year. Um, kind of turn around turn around those Rebels, get them competitive. Followed by, well, ahead of them is Arkansas, a for, another SEC team, the Arkansas Razorbacks. A lot of people are high up on Arkansas, y'all. So, y'all keep an eye on, on them as they – Kind of work their way through that tough SEC West that they got. They probably will always have a tough schedule year in and year out. Um, number 22 coming in is Cincinnati. That, that Look, y'all, that's a far drop for, for Cincinnati, right? Here it is that we have a team that was last year in the playoff, and they lose to Alabama, and, you know, okay, they lose – they lost a lot on defense, right? Let's just be honest. You lose your two stalwarts on defense, your two corners, right? And then after losing your two corners, you also lose your your top quarterback. 
not only do you lose your top quarterback, but then you also lose one of your D coordinators or your cornerbacks coach in Perry Eliano, and he goes up to Ohio State, who we'll talk about here later on in the rankings. Number 21 in the University of Kentucky, Will Levis. Uh, he he had them playing at a real high level last year. Really want to see how he comes in this year. And if he, is he able to kind of get over the hump this year? Um, the SEC East is definitely more competitive. So we'll keep an ear out and an eye out to that as we trend upward going to number 20 with Wisconsin. Known for the run game, known for their defense, okay? The Badgers of Wisconsin, they're a tough team. We'll see how things hold for Wisconsin and kind of shape and take take fold. Number 19, we have Wake Forest, the Demon Deacons. High-octane offense last year. We'll see if Wake can keep that up. Number 18 is Texas. And here's what's interesting about Texas, you guys, right? They're ranked number 18, but they got one vote for first place. Yo, that's crazy. They're ranked 18th, but got a vote for first place. There is a lot of hype around Texas and Steve Sarkeesian, and rightfully so, as they bring in the highly touted, highly recruited, former Ohio State Buckeye. I mean, he didn't play. He was quarterback, but he didn't get into games like that. But Quinn Ewers transfers out of Ohio State, comes to Texas, and then they follow Quinn Ewers with a commit from Arch Manning. So there you have that, coached by Steve Sarkeesian. But number 17 has also a very interesting dynamic around it, and it is Mario Cristobal, right? Offensive line, he's known for the offensive line coaching, but physical mindset on offense, physical mind, tough mind on deep. That's what Miami has to get back to, right? One thing we know about the Miami in the 90s, they were tough. I mean, they always had the talent, but then when you have a certain mindset to kind of back that up, it just makes you an all-around different team and you're kind of you're really tougher to kind of deal with, especially when it comes to the dynamics of the college football game where you have ebbs and flows where you have young kids who are out there either learning or you have young kids that are just stepping on it. And then you have your fan base and your home crowd. And that thing, that dynamic, Miami is a tough place because you guys think about it sports-wise, right? Even when they the Miami Heat have LeBron and Wade and Bosch, how their crowds would just kind of be nonchalant. If they can just bring the hype, Miami is a spot where everybody would love to be at. So starting the season off at 17, let's keep our eyes on them out there in the ACC. 16 is Pitt. Number 15 is USC, the Trojans. Yep, Lincoln Riley, Caleb Williams, some of them sooner transfers, some of some other transfers. Hey, he's been doing his thing. He's been doing his work. Um, <laughs> Big move for them coming in probably about two more years as they – Tread over there to the Big Ten. So that's interesting, creating the whole college football power dynamic thing going on. A lot of people have mixed reviews about it. We only rank 25 teams. I mean, what are we, <laughs> we're kind of already putting ourselves in the box, people. Hey, let's, let's really look at it. You're only, you're really only ranking 25 teams out of 100 and something like FBS teams. And then we cry when we say, hey, it's only four teams in the playoffs. Yes, 
it probably should be more teams. I don't dispute that fact, but we already closed ourselves into the box with the top 25. So traditionally, to say that's the way it's always been, well, yep, this is the way it's going to keep on going. So interesting to see what uh, Lincoln Riley can do. We know he's going to bring that offense. We know he's got the nickname of probably the quarterback whisperer. So Caleb Williams will probably he'll be fine out there in Cali. I think Cali is probably a better destination for Caleb Williams than out there in Oklahoma. Take that as you may. Number 14, the fighting male Tuckers in MSU. Sparty. <laughs> Sparty, man. I mean, Mel Tucker has brought a culture in to Michigan. And let's be honest, Michigan State, excuse me. And let's be honest about that. What he brings embodies what Michigan State is or the state of Michigan. Let's just be honest. Like, he tough, knows, hard. Like, when you see him, you know everything about what you're about to partake in. It's going to be tough. It's going to be physical. Like, all the coaches know when it comes time for game time, they're out there and they got to deal with Mr. Mel Tucker and his like you you he knows he preps his guys he said guys let's make it a street fight so he's the kind of tough coach that you really want to have you know on, on your staff your head coach if you're one of the athletes you want to have that type of mind that type of guy just leading you out because I mean come on man who would want to play for Mel Tucker NC State coming in at number 13 okay Oregon, Dan Lanning, number 12. They have a very interesting matchup in week one against his former team, that in the UGA National Champion Bulldogs, right? Oregon, they have some pieces on defense, right? They got some linebackers, man. I don't know if y'all know much about Mr. Flo and Mr. Sewell, but they're kind of nasty back there on that back end. You lose Travis Dye to your rival in USC, but you recruit good, and then you got Bo Nix at the quarterback. We'll see what we can kind of shake out out of that Pac-12, right? Does Dan Lanning institute a belief? Does does that crystal ball mindset with the guys who was recruited by him still there, does that kind of not say bring a hindrance, but we already know that. We already know that they're kind of tough and physical as they were coached up by Mario Cristobal. Now you bring in Dan Lanning and we know what that defense was with UGA. We know. So when you kind of bring that into the mix, what kind of jump will Oregon take? We know that Oregon is trying to solidify themselves as a brand. I think going forward, if they want to consider joining the big 10 or possibly doing something like that, this year will be huge for them to have a good showing, especially with a first-year head coach. And that would be monumental for that program going forward. I mean, it's Nike, it's Oregon, it's all the uniforms. It's everything that embodies athleticism, right? Championships, right? Not maybe national championships, but when we talk about Nike, the brand, what are they affiliated with? So we'll see what goes on. That's number number 12, Oregon. Number 11 are the Pokes out of OK State. We got Baylor at number 10. We got Oklahoma at number nine. So right there, we got the Big 12 right there. OU, Baylor, and OK State. We know what kind of surprise Baylor was 
we know what OU is dealing with now with one of the longest tenure coaches basically resigning. Yo, this is supposed to be Brett Venables like coming home, coming out type of deal, type of season for him. So how does he acclimate now? This is like as soon as you're coaching, it's like you have an incident. So let's see how he handles that. And then going forward, how he handles the season is this Oklahoma team as this school has went through a period where they've seen not just their coach leave, but we're talking about some assistants. We're talking about some notable players, the quarterback, wide receivers of this. So how does Venables bring it and really all in to the point where it makes sense and to the point where they can actually compete in this big 12, the talent is there, right? But what does schematically, what can Brett Venables add to this team? Can he bring defense to the big 12? Like, we know that um, the D coordinator at Ohio State now, Jim Knowles, who was former Ohio, uh, defensive coordinator at OK State, we know what he brought, right? <laughs> League's not known for playing defense. They was out there doing that. So if he can have a good defense and all that in a, in a division known for offense, we'll talk about him later. Going up the charts, y'all. Y'all stay with me. Number eight, Utah Utes. Kyle Whittenham and his team, Cam Rising. A lot of people seen them on New Year's Day. Almost gave some people some heart attacks. But they played hard. Down a whole bunch of players, but still took it down to the wire, even with the quarterback being knocked out of the game. Still took it to the wire with the Ohio State Buckeyes. So, tough-nosed team. You know what you're getting with them. Man, if y'all look at this, <laughs> number seven is Texas A&M. A&M? In my soldier boy voice. Yo, <laughs> I got to do an episode about Jimbo Fisher, man. I like Jimbo. I like Jimbo at, the Flor at Florida State, but <sighs> I feel like he kind of rolled a little bit. The glory and coattails of one Bobby Bowden kind of coasted it and parlayed it into a little something i mean we know jimbo was responsible for bringing us the thing and the great man that is Jameis winston right <laughs> we know jimbo can recruit we know jimbo can coach but can jimbo really get back to that with the team he has he should but i tell you what i wouldn't be mad if at the end of the year Texas A&M went up against the team that's in front of them, number six, Michigan. Jim Harbaugh versus Jimbo Fisher. I need that in my life. Whew, that'd be a pretty good matchup, y'all. Yep, Michigan, number six. New offensive coordinator, new D coordinator, same head coach, same group of good people. There's no reason why Michigan shouldn't feel like they can repeat as Big Ten champions. Um... Let's be honest, if if they can beat Ohio State this year, I think they kind of steal the momentum. Recruiting, everything, just the whole aura around it. Let's be honest, you go into Columbus with a team who is, they've been at Big Ten media days basically talking about they've had an edge since that game. They're angry. You beat them, and they really want to beat you? Like, they really want to beat you. Like, they really, like, <laughs> so if you're able to come in their house and kind of stop that, 
dude, think about how many future commits are looking like. Um, is Michigan on it? And hey, and they're Jordan Brand. They're Jordan Brand. So come on now, hey, we're dealing with a new generation of kids. We're dealing with a new generation <laughs> of just branding. So it's like that's a Jordan Brand. They look good. Hey, they're beating the probably one of the most prominent teams outside of your Alabamas and Georgias. Yeah. So this is huge. This game, this game at the end of the year, will be huge for them. So number five is Notre Dame. That independent. They got a big test coming out the gate. They're going to the horseshoe. Game number one. They have to come in fighting if they want to win that game. That sounds cliche. Ohio State sometimes tends to sleepwalk in the first couple games. Let's just be honest. Slow starts. You need to jump on them. Don't let them jump on you. Clemson at number four. This is truly a coach's poll. Wow. Clemson at number four. I wouldn't have ranked Clemson that high. I'm sorry. I know they returned a lot. They're known for the defense. They also lost a lot. Venables, gone. Elliott, gone. They promoted from within. That's cool. Still got DJ back there slinging the rock. I get all that. Their defense is going to be good. But number four, that's a bit high. Number three, UGA, six votes for the first place. I'm intrigued. Okay, everybody's intrigued to see the defense, obviously, right? You lose a lot. What do you gain? What do you put back? But I am more, I am more interested in the dynamic that they have a five-star and Brock chilling on the bench and the starter is Stetson. How long does Stetson really stay the starter? Do we see Stetson kind of really upstage everybody? That's going to be interesting. This whole dynamic with the quarterbacks. Because we, <laughs> we've we seen Kirby not not make the Nick Saban play. And then we've seen Kirby kind of go away from a guy, right? A five-star, highly touted guy. <laughs> we've seen him. Hey, JT Daniels, you're hurt. Okay. I know you can throw the ball, but Stetson right now with his defense, he's all we need. And it was. So, number two, the trademark, Ohio State Buckeyes. Five votes for first place. Everything they want is right in front of them. You get wham-basted in Ann Arbor. You get wham-basted in the first half of the Rose Bowl. You come back. You win that game. You have a new mindset. You have a new defensive coordinator. You have new secondary coaches. You have a new offensive line coach. You still have the best offense in of college in college football, top offense in college football, right? We'll just say there's a sex probably the sexiest in college football as far as offense goes. Your defense is what has killed you the last couple of years. If Jim knows game one, I'm just put it out here, right? If Jim knows in game one against Notre Dame, he's able really to give them fits to where they make Notre Dame look like an FCS team. Good luck the rest of the league. With the offense that they had, even last year, like you look at the two games that they lost, they still were in it because of their offense. If their defense had just gave a couple stops, dude, we're talking about a whole different thing, but we can't talk about this. What we know is, What's returning and what's ahead of them. And that's everything. 
handle business game one, mow down your schedule, get to that last game of the season, and make it count. Ryan Day cannot lose another game to Jim Harbaugh. It's detrimental. (laughs) And why wouldn't you want to beat the guy who's talking about you were born on third base, whether he was right or not? Yeah, khaki pants would have something coming. And the number one ranked team of the preseason is none other than the Crimson Tide of Alabama, Nick Saban, in an off year, still competed for a national championship. So you know the expectation in Tuscaloosa is basically let's go get what's ours. And why wouldn't they have that that mindset? (laughs) It's Nick Saban. It's Alabama. So, man, it's early. I really want to make some predictions on the top four. But let's kind of wait. We're not going to rush it, right? We're not going to rush it. But what we'll do these next coming episodes, we'll start to break down some teams, break down some conferences, Look at some players that might stick out. Look at some players that really jump up off the page. But speaking of jumping off the page, I need you guys to jump on this page, which is my, it feels good to say, my Spotify page. Hey, an average fan podcast. Y'all go look for that. Y'all go find that. Y'all follow that. Y'all like that, right? Y'all tell people about that. We're uploading the season one, right? We're uploading everything that was season one NBA talk. We're uploading that as well. And we we still do sports content in between seasons. So even though this is the football season, we still will cover a lot of NBA trending topics, a lot of hot topics, even baseball, even because we love sports and sports is what keeps us whole. So we thank y'all for tuning in and listening. Y'all subscribe, like us, and we're out.